The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one it is good to be back unfortunately i missed last week's show because i was traveling home from dallas and the chaotic jake paul versus nate diaz card a big shout out to my fellow new englander jose youngs for tagging in but today we are discussing the what's next for the notable names coming out of just a memorable unforgettable card that is going to be like Taylor Swift's style. It's going to stand the test of time. It's going to be like Miley Cyrus's party in the USA where 12 years down the down the line, you're going to be at a wedding and someone's going to play it and you're going to sing every lyric to it. That's what kind of card this was. That was 12 years ago? I don't know. Stop. I'm just saying 12 years from now. That's all I'm saying. But look, th- th- let's be clear. The fight card lacks stakes. It lacks storylines. This is probably the last time anyone's going to really talk about it. But it, but as a fight card, if you watched it live and didn't experience any issues with the SBM Plus, it was pretty fun. We had some bounce back wins, some finishes, some judging that got some people a bit perturbed, and a whole lot more, more than we expected coming into this one on paper. But I am Mike Heck, and I am happy to be back in the co-host chair with the Prince of Positivity reunited and it feels so so good here he is my best friend the co-matchmaker the co-host of tough hang and more mr alexander kaylee hello ak you're happy on this sunday are you not and it has happy. nothing to do with mma chatter no what's up my best friend uh, uh celtic already uh the only celtic team that matters already scoring a 3-1 win over aberdeen in the morning uh, a shaky performance but uh they're they have 10 times the payroll of everyone else in their league so it doesn't really matter um party in the usa 2009 you weren't far off. So 14, 14 years ago. Actually, 14 years ago 
like a, as of last week, it was the 14th year anniversary of Friday Night Today's show. Congrats to Miley Cyrus and the, the timeless classic. You would know you are a DJ. You are uh, not surprised you knew that. Big shout out to Jose Youngs, as you said, did a fantastic job, and I think it was his uh, no debut. I'm pretty sure. So that was, was outstanding. He did an, he did an excellent excellent job. He was fantastic. Uh, what was it? Oh yes. I didn't experience uh, any problems with ESPN Plus, Mike, because uh, we don't have that in Canada. It's not a thing up here. And also because I did not try to watch the card. I, I didn't even bother. <laughs> I'm just being consistent. Anyone who watched the preview show, I was pretty down in this lineup. I did a pretty thorough breakdown of how many of the fighters come from sort of the ancillary uh, MMA prospect programming, as it were. Uh, UFC's pro- prospect programming. With, like, uh, looking for a fight, uh, contender series, ultimate fighter. So half the roster, half the roster had either been through ultimate fighter or contender series. Or, in Josh Parisian's case, both. Which is just depressing when you think about it. Though good for him for even getting, I think he has, like, seven, eight UFC fights under his belt now. Uh, so I didn't watch it. I spent time with uh, my loved ones. I put my money where my mouth is, Mike. Every time we have one of these cards that's, like, just, like, so, so, so low tier. I'll, I'll you know, I think people think we're joking. When I go, like, don't skip MMA this weekend. Go spend time with your loved ones. No, listen, we mean it. That's what I did. I did not love how this card looked on paper. Uh, I was happened to be off as far as working on this card, so I didn't. I didn't force it. I didn't force it. And I know I missed some finishes. I know I missed missed a twister. AK. I missed a twister. Uh, again, I kept up with the amazing coverage on MMAfighting.com. Just didn't catch <laughs> these things live. Uh, yeah, some of the finishes looked great, but uh, I think that's what you get when you have fighters of wildly varying. Uh, skill and experience uh so you could find some you could find if you guys want to see a lot of finishes tune into any regional international card you'll get five six incredible knockout submissions um so i'm not i'm not uh, respect to everyone who could be on this card congrats to all the winners but i'm not regretting that i didn't see it because just because there was seven eight nine finishes i mean it's fine i'll watch the highlights later and i'll uh Talk about on the show with you, Mike. There we go. Uh, Well, let's get into it. Uh, A fight that did not get finished, but it was really interesting to watch. The main event, Vicente Luque with a workman-like decision win against Rafael Dos Anjos. And if we were going to categorize a workman-like decision win from either of these two guys, we would have expected it would come from Rafael Dos Anjos. But it came from Vicente Luque. I'm happy to see... Luque get back in the win column after everything he's gone through with the bad knockout loss to Jeff Neal, the brain bleed that came from it, the doubts that he had for whether or not he was even going to return, the doubts he had heading into the fight, which actually continued into the first round of this one, as Luque said in his post-fight interview. And look, he had the cardio, he had the wrestling, the grappling. He looked like a... New and improved version of himself, AK. He called for a top five guy, even was open to a Dustin Poirier fight. Should the Diamond want to make the move up to 170? Let's be honest, there's zero chance that fight happens now or ever between Luke and Dustin Poirier, but I digress. Top five, perhaps, AK? What do you think is next for Vicente Luque after this bounce back win that he needed badly? I don't think I can, he can get a top five opponent off of this. Just I'm looking at the top five, six, seven, eight names. Um, and then even in the top ten, there's several people he's already fought and not too long ago. So I don't know how he's going to get any of these fights. Um, I'm to understand uh, that he did mix the martial arts or maybe didn't mix the martial arts. We saw a lot more grappling from Vicente Luque. Mike, was this, again, I didn't watch the fight closely or at all, some might say. Was this similar to... Corey Sanhagen or it was a little more offensive like it wasn't less it wasn't like a 
it wasn't as as like just no. top heavy. No, because the thing about Luke is he really until like down the stretch when he realized he had the grappling and wrestling advantage mm-hmm. in the fight. This was all this is all RDA. RDA was going for takedowns and Luke was controlling against the fence. There's a lot of clinching in this fight. Luke had the dominant position. Luke was the one landing takedowns. It's almost like he had to change his game plan on the fly because RDA, as expected, was going to wrestle, but Luke was just found himself as the better grappler in this one. Got top position, got a bunch of takedowns. Like he didn't hold position all that long, but. Anytime RDA went for a takedown, it did not go very well. And if RDA did get a takedown, Luke got right back up, controlled him against the fence, and brought him back down. So, yeah, I think he kind of just changed game plans on the fly, and which is crazy, AK, because RDA on the feet, Luke was landing, but RDA was having the the most success throughout the fight when he was trying to punch Vicente Luque in the face, and he was punching Vicente Luque in the face, but just kept going back to the grappling, and Luque's like, oh. Okay, thank you. I'll t- I'll take this. I think that has to be one of the big worries for RDA at 170. I mean, I know we've seen him. This isn't like his first time at 170. He had a run where he definitely made it to like top 15. Uh, but he's oh he, he's going to run to matchups where he is just smaller than certain guys. And Luke is a great grappler. It's not just I'm not just saying it's his size that you know I'm sure allowed him to grapple RDA. He is he is an excellent grappler in his own right, but. I do think size is going to be an issue. I'm not sure where RDA is going to go from here. I know we're not matchmaking for him, and that's good because I'm not entirely sure what I would do. Uh, but as for Luke, th- his his problem now is he's facing these tiers um, that he just – I don't know where he fits in right now because – so just to run it by quickly, top five, my top five, Edwards, Usman, Shamayev, Bilal, uh, Gilbert Burns. He's not going to fight Gilbert, um, and he's not going to get any of those other top four names. He's fought Bilal twice already. Bilal beat him most recently. Then Shavkat, Colby, Wonderboy, Jeff Neal, Luke. Uh, then Luke is number 10 right now. Again, some of those guys already fought. Colby Covenant is not going to fight him. Uh, and then you have a mix of guys who are probably going to be matched up with each other. We've got like Sean Brady, Della Maddalena, Kevin Holland, Machado Gary. Um, it's tough. I don't know. Dan Rodriguez is in there. Lee Jingliang. I don't know if he can even get one of those fights. Because I think, again, those names are all sort of in the same orbit. So I'm kind of putting him in this weird, uh, as I put in my notes, welterweight veteran stew, Mike. And I'm going to give him it's uh, uh, Gunnar Nelson. I'll go Gunnar Nelson. It's not a sexy pick. It's just what I think we'll be done to keep both these guys busy. Uh, I wanted Gunnar originally to fight RDA. So technically, I guess since Luke beat him, I can just sort of put him in that spot now. Uh Again, a lot of other names make sense. Uh, Sean Brady, Della Maddalena, but it sounds like they still want to... There's like talks about still putting them back together. And then uh, Kevin Holland makes a lot of sense too, but I'm still mad at Kevin Holland for um, saying he wants to fight a middleweight, and I, I already kind of matched him up uh, in a previous episode. So I'm uh, settling on Gunnar Nelson. This is sort of a, a crystal ball pick. Definitely not a, a magic wand pick. So initially, Kevin Holland was going to be my pick. Almost mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Kevin, It's going to be Kevin Holland. It and makes Luke sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, But I kind of feel like Holland's going to get matched up soon i don't know why like maybe he gets the jdm fight maybe they work it out so they because that card needs that card needs a little more juice i, I like obviously tai tuivasa being on the card is great obviously kaikar france manel being on the card is great is he defending his title against sean strickland cool but that sydney card needs a boost and i think jdm versus kevin hall would be a good one no insider information on this whatsoever but i kind of feel like the UFC is going to do everything in their power to get JDM a fight like that and not just a, a WWF superstars squash match. 
So I kind of feel like Holland, and even not like even then, Holland could just step in and fight in two weeks, and nobody really knows. So um, he's definitely not Luke is definitely not getting a top five guy unless it's like a short notice dire situation where they need somebody to step in real quick. You said it. You said a name that that I went with. He's gonna get Sean Brady. I think that fight makes sense. And if we're gonna, if we really want to see what his grappling and takedown defense looks like. This would be a really good test to see where he's at against a really big, strong guy like Sean Brady. And it's a really interesting clash of styles, especially after seeing what Luke Gay did on Saturday against RDA. So that's my pick, AK. I think the best he's going to get is Sean Brady. And as of right now, according to the UFC rankings, they are not the rankings that matter. But in certain contractual senses, it does. Brady's ranked above Vicente Luque. So by one spot. So it makes perfect sense. I, I well I'm almost with the UFC because I have them right. I have Luke above Brady, but I mean you could have it the other way. It wouldn't it wouldn't bother me? So yeah, I have Luke ten, Brady eleven, and again everyone above Luke right now. Again, he's either already fought or just no chance he's gonna get that fight. So yeah, I mean you went with the highest name possible, and I could definitely see that happening. Let's go to the co-main event. Cub Swanson just continues to age like fine wine in there. Gets a decision win over Hakeem Dewadu. A decision win that surprised a lot of people, even mm-hmm. Cub Swanson and <laughs> even me. At first, AK, and I will say this. I disagreed with the decision. I didn't think it was a robbery. I rewatched it this morning, and I have to say, AK, I have to say, it's definitely not a robbery because I could see it. Cub definitely didn't win the second round. That is an awful scorecard by, I don't even remember who submitted that, but giving Saudi motto, shame on you. <laughs> that is one of the, that's just a terrible card. That's the second worst scorecard of the night. Tony Weeks wins the pony by not giving Jacqueline Amrim a <laughs> so no single 10-8 round. So no 10-8s, like, what, the, yeah. what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but you can make you can make a case that Cub Swanson won the first and the third round. Like if you go back and watch it, you could certainly make a case for that. And it actually I don't hate the decision. I don't at all. So no robbery for me. Damn fun fight. Seems like Cub wants fun, tough fights to cap off his career. So Let's give him another one. This is the easiest one for me. And shout out to the post-show live viewers for throwing this on my radar. And now I can't think of anything else. It's Cub Swanson versus Nate the Train Landwehr. Book it. That's it. What say you? I I can't do it only because I feel like I've booked Nate like six times already. Um, I can't remember who I can't remember the last name I put him up against. I'm sure already did. Uh, attentive listeners, I'm sure. Know. Again, if I had said Nate, they would have said no. You already booked Nate against whoever, whoever, and they'll probably be right. Um. So I've taken Nate off my list for now, but I'm in, I'm going in the same range. I think Billy Corintillo, you know, he just recently picked up a win. It was last week, last week, two weeks ago. Time is so strange, and uh, yeah, I I just think that's a good logical matchup for both guys. I'm not sure what Cub Swanson's aspirations are now. I'm glad he's back at 145. Um, 135. He got a very tough matchup with Jonathan Martinez, and again, just having to cut that extra 10 pounds at this point of his career, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So. Featherweight's where he belongs. I actually picked him to beat Hakeem. I did see a lot of controversy about the scores, just to let people know. Uh, on MMA decisions, it's two scores for Swanson, 29-28, and then other everyone else, 29-28, Duwadu, about 11, I want to say 11 media scores, about 11-2. to two. I mean, not crazy, like you said. And and those scores, you know, the amount of people who judged it for Duwadu doesn't necessarily reflect whether they thought the fight was close or not. I'm sure if you want to dig into individual tweets and comments, you can find it. Um, the scoring was funny, as you said. Sal Diamato... Round one to Dawadu, the other two judges disagreed. And then round two to Swanson, the other two judges disagreed. So uh, 
I guess worst case scenario, Cub would have won a split decision anyway if Sal had swapped his round one and round two. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, questionable. Probably some questionable uh, observations there. So um, yeah, uh, Billy Quintillo coming off a good win. Cub, again, not sure what he wants to do, but plenty of fun fights in 145, and, and that's one of them. Yep, I like it. Khalil Roundtree has looked incredible, AK. Four-fight win streak, another big finish against Chris Dawkins. Dawkins is looking pretty good, too. That was a fun fight. Dawkins was landing shots. Kind of slowed Khalil down a little bit. Like, we weren't seeing, like, the all-out sprint from Khalil that we've been seeing lately. But when a guy, with a guy like Khalil Roundtree just needs one and Nan's a nasty left hand. Chris Dawkins, back of his head, hit the mat. Dude was covering up like, I'm done. Herb Dean's like... No, dude, you're not done. I'm going to let this dude punch you in the face really hard two more times, including the like official finishing blow, which did not need to happen. But nasty finish. Didn't have a call-out per se, AK, but he said, hey, give me a main event. Give me a five-rounder. And I have to say, I don't hate that idea at all, my best friend. So where do we go with one Khalil Roundtree Jr. after his fourth straight win? Uh, the match if I'm giving him will definitely not be a main event on any card, and if it is, something went horribly wrong. <laughs> so Khalil's in a weird again. I think like a lot of fighters uh, with a name on this card has been a, a weird spot. That's one of the issues we had going into this card was just no fights had any clear stakes. Um, for Chris, this one did actually maybe even more so than the two uh, top fights because we know Chris Doc is coming down to 205, wants to make a good first impression, facing a top 20 light heavyweight. I liked the matchup for Chris as far as um, him being able to mix some martial arts, maybe mixing some grappling. But, you know, he's kind of fallen in love with his hands as, you know, he had success in heavyweight with them. He hasn't really had to show the grappling, hasn't really had to use it. And I guess uh, didn't need to, didn't feel like he needed to use it against Khalil Roundtree either. Roundtree has his moments of good takedown defense too. So it's not like he can just be like bullied like that. Um, not recently anyway. So, uh, and, and the, the other thing, the one thing I really didn't like was that, Chris Dawkins was coming off so many knockout losses, and Khalil is certainly known for uh, punching people's faces off. So um, I don't know how you can go with Khalil. Uh, there's just a, a – he's not quite – he's just outside my top 15 UFC rankings. I have him 17. So I just settled on another streaking light heavyweight, uh, the the equally hot Felipe Linz. Uh, Three-fight win streak. I actually have him 12th for some reason. He beat – who did he beat? I don't know, I guess because light heavyweight is not a three-fight win streak, or my rankings suck, I'm not sure. Um, so yes, uh, not a fight night main event. Uh, I, I apologize, Khalil, but uh, I think him and Felipe Lins makes a lot of sense. That will not be a main event. <laughs> Certainly. PFL, Here, maybe. Here's the thing. With, with, with these, Especially with these Apex cards, mm. you could do far worse in a main event spot than Khalil Roundtree. In Definitely. fact, we have, we, we have many, many, many times seen worse than Khalil Roundtree. <laughs> So I'm not ruling it out, and and I'm actually rooting for it. So I'm going to put it into existence that it's going to happen. It's going to be a weird one because we are living in a world, AK, where in the past three years, we've gotten a Sean Strickland, Abus Magomedov main event. Yes. We've gotten a Cynthia Calvillo versus Jessica I main event. We can yes. surely get a Khalil Roundtree versus Azamat Mirzakhanov main event, oh right? Oh, my gosh. That's a – yeah. Wow. So I have – I said I have Roundtree seventeen. I have Mirzakhanov sixteen. So that's what that's one reason Roundtree couldn't rise off of this uh, win, even though he's you know he, he I had him at seventeen going in. He stayed at seventeen. It's because Mirzakhanov's ahead of him. Alonzo Menafield, OSP. Maybe I could drop him at this point, but I still feel like he's just done more. Um, 
So it makes a lot of... I feel like you're peeking at my rankings because right now you're going, you're matching up guys that are right next to each other. I don't know if I if I love that matchup for Khalil, but if he beat, if he beat Azamat, uh, I'd probably throw him in, in the top 15 uh, of the rankings. So maybe that's what needs to be done. Yeah, that that is a fight night main event, though. You are correct. For sure. Yeah. My runner-up pick, and if this happens, I get zero odd no points. The loser, <laughs> Ryan Spann versus Anthony Smith in two weeks. Wow, in he would... He should have. That's who he should have angled for. I know you said he. I know you said he didn't have a call out prepared. That's one of those names he should have gone after. Boy, Khalil Roundtree versus Alex Pereira looks so much more fun now. Doesn't I wanted it? that. You put that I into wanted existence. That so badly. I wanted. You put it. it out there. Now people are trying to take credit for it now after the fact. <laughs> but you were the guy. You were the first one uh, that put it. that out into the universe. But yeah, let's give Roundtree and Merzikhanov a shot. That fight's going to be insane. And it's ain't it ain't going five. There's zero chance that goes five rounds. So. Sure, I hope he gets it. Congratulations to Khalil Roundtree. We'll see what happens with Chris Dawkins. Maybe his name will come up again later on in the program. I know for sure from the listeners. Stay tuned for that. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. AK, Yasmin Lucindo continues to impress. And AK, most pundits felt, myself included, if this stays standing, this is Yasmin Lucindo's fight to lose. If it goes to the ground, Pollyanna Viana is going to have a huge advantage. She might even submit Yasmin Lucindo. Turns out Lucindo is really good on the ground and actually submitted Pollyanna Viana. How about that? She's a great prospect at 115. And I want to test out her striking and grappling prowess against another prolific striker who has recently surprised people with her own grappling as of late. How about we do Yasmin Lucindo versus the legend herself, Loma Lukbunmi. This one fits the bill for me. I like it. I dig it. I think I have Loma. I think my only thing is I think I have Loma ranked a bit high. Oh no, I don't. I can't. Probably not at this point because those are uh, excuse me, guys. Two solid wins for Lucindo. Um, yeah, I have Lucindo in my top fifteen already. Yeah, I actually have her higher than Loma, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah, credit to Lucindo. She's only twenty-one years old. I know. That's she's, crazy. She's real good, man. 
I thought Viana was really trending in the right direction. Maybe she still is, you know, maybe there's a bump in the road. Uh, I thought her experience, her age would make a difference. I thought she'd be able to uh, maybe take advantage of Lucindo's aggression. But, you know, I, I certainly did not pick uh, Lucindo's submission either. That, that, that was not the case. So uh, congrats to uh, Jasmine Lucindo. She looked great. Uh, I'll go with the Loopy Godinez Sam Hughes winner. They're fighting September 16th. It's close enough. Uh, I'd love to see her fight Loopy. Uh, but if Sam Hughes were to beat Loopy, then I think that she'd be more than deserving of fighting Lucindo as well, if that's the way they want to go. So strawweight's a good division. I'm going to say it every week until people clue in. This is a good division. It's also, and not just quality of fight, it's producing exciting fights. Exciting fights, exciting results. I honestly think it's a top five division in all of MMA. I will go that far. I will say, I'll put it over heavyweight, light heavyweight, middleweight, any day. Better any than day. women's flyweight? I, uh, uh, better than, I think right now it's more exciting. Women's flight was ahead for sure. Especially in terms of the prospects that it had. But they've had some bad luck. Casey O'Neill keeps getting injured. Um... Obviously, Aaron Blanchfield through the roof looks fantastic. Uh, what was the other prospect with them? Oh, Menafield also. Menafield was in there, but um, as far as excitement and like quality of of a competition, I like Strawweight right. I'll give it the slight edge. I think it's a top five division. I, I'm really loving Strawweight right now. Dude, we got Natty Ice coming up. I mean, there's it's so good, much, man. Yeah, 125 is fun. It's good. What, look, 115's always been fun. It may not yeah. have like the heavy hitters anymore. It may not just be like loaded 115 anymore, but. They're always good fights, mm-hmm. like pretty much across the board. So uh, what were not good fights, AK, and no disrespect to the combatants. I'm just going by the viewer's eye and by what everybody said on Twitter. Uh, we had two very middleweighty middleweight fights kicking off this main card. We had AJ Dobson defeating Tafan Nchukwi. We had Josh Fremd defeating Jamie Pickett. We had two weight misses, two middleweighty middleweight fights. And look, you can call me lazy. You can call me whatever you want. But these two guys are going to be fighting into the in the apex in their next fight. They both fought on this card. They both fought to workman-like decisions. Uh-huh. I'm just matching AJ Dobson and Josh Fremd up. And that's it. I have nothing yeah. more to say. Congratulations <laughs> to both guys on your victories. Uh, and now you're going to fight each other. That's what I was gonna do, and I was like, I I owe the American people a little more. Not that I'm saying you're you're uh, loafing it on this one, Mike, but I I I live in Canada, so the exchange rate is different. I have to give them a little more <laughs> on the show. First of all, why were these two fights in the main card? I don't know. I have I no even idea. Even before the guys missed weight, even before the guys missed weight, I can't imagine them looking at these matchups and going like, yeah, this should because once Terrence McKinney stepped in uh, for uh, who got who did he step in for? He stepped in for uh, Lando Venata. Even that Lando Venata, Mike Breeden should have been on the main card. Yeah. So even before Terrence McKinney stayed, stayed in that show in the main card, uh, I would have given some love to Isaac Delgarian. I thought they liked the whole. He's a. He's a. He's, what's his deal? He's like with the Nelk Boys or the Nelk Boys. Uh, so he him got. Yeah. He. Like him and Josh Fremd actually won their UFC contracts the same night. On oh, uh, Dana oh. White's looking for a fight. It was like a FAC card. One of James Krause's promotion or now former promotion, and they like the Nelk Boys are there. Dana was there. And I guess Isaac got the Nelk Boy sponsorship, but uh, right, right, Isaac and, and Frem both got contracts that night. Okay, okay, okay. I forgot it. So there you go. That's four, you know that's fourteen fighters that came from one of the uh, UFC's uh, prospect hunting programs. Um, yes. So I, I, why was it like we could have had uh, Jacqueline Amory? I guess she yeah, disappointed in her. That should have definitely like, been on the main card. I guess I guess that's your punishment for not. You know, I heard her debut. I guess didn't go the how they hoped, but that could have been on there. Even. Juliana Miller. So her oh, reward no. for winning the Ultimate Fighter, by the way, has been uh, curtain jerking two, <laughs> two UFC cards. The very and I understand 
wanting to make her pay her dues. She has very little pro experience. Like, if you're just looking at her record. But why have her on The Ultimate Fighter on the first place? And why have her win that? And then she wins the show. Can you give her some sort of promotional put? It didn't turn out well for her, but at least give her a shot on the main card. Just, 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 why did they pick the most two middleweighty middleweight matchups they could find? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I, believe, I can't even believe the heavyweight fight didn't make it on the main card. The UFC <laughs> loves putting heavyweight fights in the main card. Listen. How many main cards has Josh Parisian <laughs> been on? Like I got a, a lot million? to say. I got a lot to say about Martin Budai and Josh Friesian. All right, I got a lot to say. Josh Friesian, Mike. I don't know if you listen to listen for your show. The poor, the poor bastard had to go through <laughs> Contender Series twice and won both times. By the way, it was. It's not like he lost the first time and then oh well, he lost. He got. He won the first. I think he won. I want to say a decision. I don't know or either way in a way that wasn't satisfying apparently. And then I think got a knockout, pretty nice knockout on his second year's Contender Series appearance. And then, uh, then that earned him a, a, a signing to the Ultimate Fighter, which was just sadistic. <laughs> um, I hope Josh Friesen sticks around forever because the crap they made him go through to get a contract, an actual UC contract, is silly. Um, but yeah, so uh, sorry, so I'm, I could go on this forever. So for Dobson, I'm going Contender Series, Mike. I'm pulling uh, this week's middleweight signee, Cesar Almeida. Ooh. I know nothing about him. I literally just said I'm going to make him fight some contender series, and I went to the <laughs> went to the week one results, and I was like, "There you go." They had a middleweight fight on there. Huh. That's AJ Dobson's next opponent. Uh, that's it for Josh Fram. He missed weight, so I was like, "I'm." You know what? I have a new real world, Mike. If you miss weight by more than two pounds, you're out. Ooh, wow. two two is my. If you miss weight two, depending what happens, I may still make a fight for you. Two and a half or more. I Just like it. Let's add it. Please. Let's add it to the bylaws. This let's is add it to the bylaws. Yeah. This is him and uh, Tefan Chukwe. Finger of shame, guys. What is going on? So going just on? But, yeah. just to give you just to talk give you a reminder, like talk about contender series. please. No, no. Just to give you a reminder, oh, okay. and and this goes to like where the contender series has gone. Josh Parisian had his first contender series fight <laughs> in 2018. Mm-hmm. 2018, and he took on New England's own legendary Greg Rebello. Spinning back fist knockout in 91 seconds. Didn't get a contract. Oh, that was the first appearance. That was the first appearance. Oh, he just okay, finishes okay. in both of his contender series. Right, right. <laughs> 91 second spinning back fist knockout. Uh-huh. Didn't get him a contract. He got on the contender series. Loses in the contender series. Loses on the regional scene. Gets comored in a minute eight. Then fights in the regional scene. Gets four wins, five wins. And fights Chad Johnson, not Chad Ochocinco. First round TKO, punches from Mount, finally gets his contract. 91 seconds spinning back fist knockout didn't get him a contract. Yep. Now all you have to do as a heavyweight <laughs> is just tackle a dude and lay on him for 15 minutes and not land anything and get a contract. Do you see where I'm going with this? It makes me so sad, AK, that my favorite thing the UFC has done since I became a fan was this contender series. Season one, season two. And if you listen to Heck of a Morning on Tuesday, people are asking me about the Contender Series. I went through season one. I went through some of the the fighters who got like 12-second finishes. Kyler Phillips had like a sub-minute finish and didn't get a contract. There were multiple sub-one-minute finishes that didn't get contracts. We were lucky to get two fighters getting contracts on these shows. Now all you have to do is show up and win or lose a competitive split decision that Dana felt you won and you get a contract now. What like what's the threshold now, AK? Why is this so watered down? Why does this break my heart so much? It just makes me so sad. I still love the contender series and I will still support it and I will watch every week. 
but I just don't have the same love for it. This is like your, this is like the third girlfriend you had in high school. Like, this is exciting. We've dated more than three months. This is great. And then she breaks up with you in a note that she handed to you after lunch, but you still want to make sure like she's all right. It's just not the same. It's just awful. Like, I, I come on. We're going to get 50 contracts this season. This smells. I don't think people understand how much you loved this show when it was. Oh, I loved it so much. Prime. You and I, 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 before I came to MMA fighting, you and I yes. used to do like, we talked po- about it. like live post fight shows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed watching it a bit. I, I, I certainly fell off. You stuck with it for a while. And, and one, it was still good. I mean, it was still good for first season, second season, up to like the third season, probably still pretty decent. It was, I think around season four, when you started getting a little, a little whiff of like, hmm, it's a lot of contact. There's a lot of contracts are kind of handing out now. You're like, this is. A little more, a little more, and you were happy. You're kind of, oh, cool. I'm kind of glad, like, some of these guys who, you know, may not have gotten a contract two seasons ago getting a chance, but it does seem to have gotten out of hand. Again, I didn't watch this week. I can't comment. I did see you guys talking about it uh, in our internal uh, chats and not super enthused by all the performances on the show. And uh, in case anyone doesn't know, all five fighters, I believe, got contracts this week. Oh, yeah. All yeah. five. Five for five. Hey, again, happy for these people, but I think as we've all, we've commented many times, a lot of them, if they're going to get signed by the UFC, you kind of wish that they would at least get a proper contract and not whatever they're getting from Contender Series. So, um, But again, that's neither here nor there. So I went with that for, uh, again, just Cesar made up. Your first fight could be AJ Dobson, who was also from the Contender Series. Uh, I think the, it was AJ a two-timer. He took him to a couple of tries, I think. I can't my note, notes on this. I think it was on Contender time. Series? I think yeah. he got on the first try. The first try? Okay. Uh, and that, yeah, that's it. So that's all I have to say about that. What a, what a, what a main card, Mike. Josh Parisian was one of one of four fighters on that card to get a contract. Cheyenne Velismus was one, and the Kosi brothers both got contracts. Yeah, in the same oh. episode. Um, Kenneth Cross, who probably is the most UFC ready, or at least I thought was at the time, did not get a finish, but didn't get a contract. But the four finishers did. I believe two of those fighters are no longer in the UFC. I feel like Josh Parisian may not be long for the UFC any longer. Cheyenne Velismus is uh, is pregnant right now, so we're not going to see her. But she probably has the most upside of the four. But yeah, I'm still going to support. Look, if you want to watch fights, and I'm I'm not going to complain about a five fight slate on a Tuesday. Sure, I'm not going to complain about it at all. We get Laura Sanko on color commentary. Her and Paul Felder together in the color side are excellent. Dan Halley's getting really good. Uh, in the play-by-play, you mix in Brennan Fitzgerald halfway through the season, and we get that Sanko-Felder-Fitz-slash-Heli combo. It's good. It's very, very solid. Johnny the Greek getting bets wrong left and right. Like That's like my favorite part of the show is just seeing him put out bets and being wrong and people just giving him crap about it. <laughs> Although I think he did pretty well here, but I don't know. Is uh, is Josh Priest in your wild card pick? I just no. want to get that out of the way. Okay, I just want to get out of the way. Because a lot... I, so I just want to say, I got it out of... I didn't realize... Sorry, it was Contender Series, then Ultimate Fighter, then Contender Series again. Yes, it was a sa- oh, it was a, it was Ultimate God, Fighter sandwich. Okay, that's horrible. That no one should ever... <laughs> I have to think he's the only one who's had to go this route. Because I don't yes. think... Lord have mercy, that is we don't even get We don't even get developmental deals anymore, AK. Like, I even liked oh, those. I hope those come back. Yeah, that was a great oh, idea I for love William those. Knight and... Chase uh, Hooper. Chase Hooper. That was, a, that was a great idea. I love the developmental deal. Last thing on uh, Josh Prezian. Uh, they better not cut him. Um, can you name one of the people he beat in the UFC? He has two wins. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm looking, at, I only, I'm looking at it right now, and if I switched away for 30 seconds, I probably could not tell you. 
Didn't he get a performance bonus in one of he them? He did, correct. Yes, second round TKO. It was on your favorite card. Uh, it was on the card with your favorite fight of 2022, Sarukian versus Gamrot. He was the third last fight on the card. There's no way you're going to know this. I don't remember who he finished. I do remember one of his wins, though. Okay. Because I, cause we've been trying to get Chris Barnett to fight this guy the uh, whole time. Uh-huh. Rocky Martinez. I know they beat Rocky Martinez. <gasps> yes. He didn't finish him. Wow. Correct. Split did decision he get a bonus wins. for that? He got no, a bonus no, for no. that he one. Beat, no, he no, did. No, he, he, didn't he? No, he, he beat Alan, All right. he beat okay. Alan Badeau at the Cir- on the Circuit and Gamrock card okay. and 1A got a performance bonus for that. But a split nod over Rocky Martinez. Wow, so you got I'm amazed you I'm amazed you got that. I remember that because of the show. That's the only reason I remember. Wow. But I, I, I if you gave me a thousand guesses, I wouldn't have guessed Alan Badeau. <laughs> uh who's your wild card, sir? Chris Dacus. Okay, okay, okay. Chris Dacus. Mm-hmm. I want I, I this was a nightmare matchup for him. Like, if you're going to go to 205, being just the worst guy you could throw him in there with this Khalil Roundtree. So, it's starting to get to the point with Chris where, like, we just want him to... We just don't want to see him take any more damage. We don't want him to get knocked out anymore. And there's another guy in this division who we feel the same about, and he's been out for a while. I think we do Chris Dawkins versus Dominic Reyes, AK. 205, let's go ahead and do that. S- Someone just someone has to win. Like somebody has to win, and they're both kind of in the same spot where we don't want them to fight anybody else. I saw somebody on social media post that you know it'd be a great main event: Khalil Roundtree versus Dominic Reyes. I'm like, do you? What did Dominic Reyes ever do to you? You want to throw him back? In, do you want to go from Yuri Prohashka to Ryan Spann to Khalil Roundtree? Like, oh, what what did Dominic Reyes ever do to you? Uh, but Chris Dawkins, Dominic Reyes makes a lot of sense. So I'm going with that for my wildcard pick. Nearly beating, or somewhat argue beating, I actually think he won. Nearly beating John Jones is like the best and worst thing that ever happens to Dominic Reyes. Oh, I know. Because, because that image is stuck in the matchmaker's minds. That image is stuck in the fans' minds. That is the guy we still... We, we still think that guy is in there. I still do. I still do. Every, every time he's booked, there's that part of me... Yeah, I know he's on four straight losses now. There's that part of me that's like, man, maybe he just needed time off. Maybe he just needed to refresh. I don't know. I'm kind of over it now. But it, it is. It is hard to shake how close this guy was to becoming the light heavyweight champion, how close he was to becoming the first guy to legitimately beat John Jones. And then he's just fallen. So it might've just been his night. It might've just been uh, the right matchup. We don't know. And the, 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 the Dominic race we've seen in the past four fights might be more, you know, indicative of where he actually is now. So it is, it is, uh, I don't mind that Chris Dawkins matchup. At all. The only thing is Mike is, you know, there's a good chance that one of them still gets viciously knocked out in that fight. Yeah, but I'll feel better about it because one of them won. <laughs> one of them is delivering. At least one of them is delivering a vicious knockout as opposed yeah, to receiving. Yeah, somebody this time. gets their hand raised, and so. the loser probably is just gonna find something else to do with their lives. Like you know what I mean? Like it's kind of clo- it's kind of a closure fight in a in a lot of respects. Okay. Uh, I went with one of the of arguably the hottest name in the heavyweight division right now. And I'm not talking about Shelton Almeida. I'm talking about Martin Budai. My goodness. It, this guy, I was joking about how, like, there's no way anyone knows he's 3-0 and in the UFC heading into this fight. 11-fight win streak. Uh, 
uh, Jed, the only thing Jed cared about was that he was certain this fight would go over. I believe yep. it didn't. Right? It was, uh, first, no, it was first, first round, round finish. No, first round, so it definitely did not go over. <laughs> so poor Jed. But, hey, Martin Dyke, 4-0. 12 straight wins, Mike. This guy, is he legitimate? I couldn't in good conscience rank him super high. I think he, I'm looking at, he's number 18 in my UFC-only rankings. So, uh, but you could put him. I have like veteran names above him. You could jump him over a bunch of these names if you wanted to. If you're telling me he's a better than Blokoa Ivanov, I would totally believe you. Go ahead. Uh, I just have him behind. So I'm matching up for him. I think he deserves a chance to get into the top 15. So I'm breaking glass, uh, heavyweight glass in case of emergency. Marchin Tabura, you have your next opponent. Ooh, I like it, that. It is. It is. It's, now this would be a hilarious fight night main event, Mike. This I'm I, you want you want Roundtree, uh, in a, in a main event. I want Martin Budai in a main event. All right, this guy is the hottest name in the heavyweight division right now. Uh, Budai Tabura. That's you got to give the people what they want. Dude, he he just needs to fight Paco Porter next. I mean, just look at the names on his UFC. Resume. No, I want his win streak to continue. All the heroes. All I the want heroes. His to, I want his win streak to go on, not be snuffed out by Paco Porter. He beat Chris Barnett, Jake Collier, and Josh Parisian during this. Yeah, this run. is true. Like all Correct. the heroes of the heavyweight division. <laughs> Pac, is oh, like, and, uh, Pac is like the, the the top of the food chain in the hero hero part of the division. <laughs> this is true. This is true. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, all right, let's go to the peeps. And I have to say, let me let me just say this to, to our wonderful listeners. And I know, Uh-oh. look, I, I love you all so much. Uh, you are the reason the show has become what it has become. But I have to say, and maybe it's because of this card, and maybe it's because of the lack of aftermath that this card is going to receive. This is probably, and I didn't get a ton of submissions, but in terms of percentage of doo-doo, this is the most doo-doo-ish listener collection no. that we've had. How bad could um, it be, Mike? What could, what could people even possibly like? That's I, I, I'm like, what could they even do to? What was there to say about this? Or maybe it's because uh, there's the at was least, so wide open. Um, there's doo doo in sixty percent of the picks. That's and one and one is like high. and one is like a whole like if I did like doo doo to each pick, it's up there. Like it's probably like thirty percent doo doo of each and every pick. If I took every pick and put a percentage to it, all right. Well, I'm not going to read the full disclaimer. Then I'm just going to warn people. When we say doo doo, we mean like guys check weight classes, check if these guys have fought already, check if notable injuries, people who have been released that you know that's very publicly have been released. Uh, fighter already booked. So so common, and yet also the easiest thing to check. I think that's what makes us so angry sometimes. Like it's very easy to see if guys at least rumored. There's social media, there's MAFighting.com, there's Topology, there's SureDog, there's their social media page. There's just so many ways to check. Uh, teammates, a little bit trickier sometimes, but really. I, 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 I don't know what Mike means by doo-doo. I'm assuming people are booking people who already have fights reported, uh, but I could be wrong, Mike. I'm very curious what uh, exactly the uh, this uh, consistency of this doo-doo is. There's, there's definitely tiers of doo-doo. Um, uh-huh. I'm not even sure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dull out doo doo for this first one um, because it's it's tough but it's there. Uh, we'll start with CV. Uh, he likes Luke A versus the Ian Machado Gary Neil Magny winner. 
I'm not calling this dude, and this is not even what I'm talking about, but Gary and Luke A, I don't know if they're teammates or, or whatnot. I know Gary has done a lot at Killcliffe. I know Luke A's there full time now. Um, so perhaps I don't think that fight happens, but you know, if Neil Magny wins, sure, why not? Uh, Roundtree versus Rakic, uh, Lucinda versus Denise Gomez, McKinney versus Elvis Brenner. This was the, this is the kind of ish doo doo, but it's, we'll call this a learning experience. Marcus McGee stepping in to fight Mario Batista at UFC 290 and 92. And then he puts, why not? Why not? Because they're teammates. They both trained at the MMA lab. Oh. So there you go. I'm not, I'm not going to do do this one. I'm going to be nice. Why are you not doing it? Let me, I need to see. Because no one Let- really knows. Like, no one knows that. <laughs> Marcus McGee has fought for like seven minutes in the UFC. Fine. So I'll let that one slide. But, I, but that's it. We give you like a little bit of a warning, and then that's it. We're we're not like UFC referees. We're not going to give you fourteen warnings. We're going to give you one, and then we're going to take a point. So there you go. All right, all right. Harry Dewaskin, Luana. Oh, but Sa- I want to say, oh, I'm sorry. I love the I love the uh, CV. I love the Lucindo Denise Gomez matchup. That's yeah. sick. That's I mean, sick. Yaz, Gomez just beat Yasmin. You're a guy. You're a gi. Hardigi. Hardigi. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. You make her the the, the Jasmine killer. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Harry Dewaskin, Luana Santos versus Veronica Hardy. Uh, Damon Blackshear versus Daniel Santos, Amarim versus Lupi Godinez. This has to be doo doo because Lupi is booked to fight September sixteenth on the Noche UFC card. So yep. I, I can't let you get away with that. Uh, Bleach fighting Sam Hughes, Marin Budai versus Alexander Romanov. A.K. What do you think of that idea? I'm fine. Again, whatever gets him into the top fifteen, he deserves it. He's he's white hot. People are talking about it. <laughs> Uh, Isaac Dolgarian versus Daniel Pineda. What a, Whoa. what a step up. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. That's okay. That's like a seventh fight, right? I think it's a, yeah, it would be his seventh. I think it was seven and five and oh. Yeah. Was okay. he seven and oh? Did he have I that many now, fights? I think now he's seven and oh. What card am I? I'm even looking at the right card here. What is Isaac Dolgarian? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Now he's now six and oh. Uh, Daniel Pineda has like 50 fights. Yeah, dude. We don't want to do this. I mean, it'd be, wild, it'd be a wild fight, fights. but let's let's uh, solo, And solo the UFC would do honestly. The UFC does not care at this point. And I think a lot of commissions don't care anymore either. So it sounds crazy to me on paper, but I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah. Uh, Terrence McKinney versus Jordan Levitt. Interesting. McGee versus John Castaneda. Lucinda versus Pierre Rodriguez. Roundtree versus Azamat. Cub Swanson versus Charles Jourdain. Luke versus Sean Brady. Okay. Uh, Toby, Luke versus Kevin Holland in Brazil, if possible. Yes, Dana White officially announced uh, last night, November 4th card will, in fact, be in Sao Paulo. I know that that was kind of up in the air, but he's calling for Luke Kevin Holland to be on that card, which will be headlined by Curtis Blades versus Jelton Almeida. RDA versus Gunnar Nelson. If he wins, he has a valid case for the Connor fight. Yeah, he sent this to me, too. I don't understand the logic there. Why does he... Get a why does he have a valid case for the Connor fight if he beats Gunner now because they're buddies? Gunner's a SBG guy, right? Yeah, I was gonna say just training Gunner partner and revenge. Are buddies, that's, gonna, that's gonna coax Connor. Yeah, I, Connor's not fighting RDA. That he, ship has sailed. We 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 talked about this on the ranking show, and we're like, we hope it hasn't because we need to correct the timeline. I feel like I feel like everything that's happened since, uh, you know, the whole rise of Connor, him fighting Mayweather, influencer boxing, the Paul brothers. This all happened because RDA didn't fight McGregor. It's all because McGregor went to fight, <laughs> That's to fight Diaz. Said, we can still fix the timeline, Mike. We just make this fight happen and everything will go back to the way it was. 
Connor doesn't even want to fight Michael Chandler right I know, now. I know. <laughs> He's so sad that he has to fight so, this yeah. man. Unbelievable. I wouldn't uh, know what a KSI was if RDA <laughs> had fought Connor. I wouldn't know. Those would just be three letters. And I'd be like, why are you putting those letters together? I don't understand. There'd be but no prime energy. There'd be nothing. Pride would not exist. Logan Paul would be out of a prime energy drink sponsorship. He would not invent prime or whatever it is that he has to do with wow. prime. Uh, he, might still be, he might still be in the WWE. That might still happen. But yeah. all this influencer boxing stuff, goodness me. It's all, it all because of Connor Diaz, I'm telling well, he you. Didn't, all, he wouldn't have boxed Floyd Mayweather and maybe not, not be in the WWE. RDA would have probably... Beaten McGregor. Okay, I'm sorry. I oh, can't go down this rabbit hole yeah, again. This I'm, is, sorry, I'm, sorry, this is, I'm sorry, This would be a three-hour show. So many conspiracies here. Uh, Cub Swanson versus Nathaniel Wood in December. Like That's that one. Tough. That's tough. Khalil versus the ooh, Khalil versus the Anthony Smith Ryan Span two winner. All right. I don't. I don't dislike that. Either one, I guess. Yeah. Lucindo Corey McKenna. McGee Christian Rodriguez McKenny Joaquin Silva. Dolgarian versus Blake Bilder. I that's that's more of like okay, let's the gradual step up as opposed to just chucking him right in there with like the nineteenth best featherweight in the world. Budai versus Tibore. Okay, Damn how about right. that? Next Europe card. Black yeah, UFC versus, Paris main event. UFC Paris main event. And Blackshear versus Amon Zahabi. Don't okay. mind that one. Four corner sports. Let's see. Vicente Luque versus Kevin Holland. Cub Swanson versus Fernando Padilla. Roundtree versus the Smiths Van Loser. Dawkins versus Dominic Reyes in a hey, loser leaves town match. There you go. There you go. Terrence McKinney versus Vince Michelle. Luana Santos versus the loser of Hannah Goldie versus Mizuki Inoue. You could probably do the winner of that fight as well. That is the first time I've heard of that fight happening. So thank you. I did not was not aware of that. I did not happening. know that was either. I, I assume that's in I the Singapore this card. Out. This might be this might be. Oh, okay. Well do it live. Do it live. Let's see. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking okay. it up right now. Don't worry about that. I just don't want you guys to hear the, the clicking and clattering. Uh, September 23rd. Ooh. Uh, I assume there's an Apex card. That's uh, yeah, it's a UFC Apex card. Uh, Fazeev, supposedly the Fazeev Gamrock card. I yes. don't know if we've confirmed this one, but I, just, I, mean, I believe it's going to happen. I just know. In, the Fazeev Gamrock fight? We confirmed that. No, no, no. That card. That just this, this, this. Yeah. Fight, uh, Mizuki and uh, unless Goldie. something changes, they got the license for the Apex for that. Oh, card. because Mizuki uh, has been out for so long. That's why I think that she's yes. been out since August 2022. Jeez. Damn. Damn. Well, it's only a year. I'm oh, sorry. Did I say August 20? Sorry, August 2020. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. That My bad. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. August 20. <laughs> August. Sorry. August 22nd, 2020. Sorry. I don't know how to read Sheesh. these. Yes. It's yeah, been a while. It's been a that's, while. That's yeah. That's a lot. Robbie Ryan. Oh boy. This, I, this is this is where things take a tumble. Uh, and I love you, Robbie. I do. <laughs> right, into a, right into a pile of doo doo. Uh, good day, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go, Otno. And our, we're off to a great start there. Vicente mm-hmm. Luque versus Sean Brady if he's available or Kevin Holland. We are just cooking with gas right now. Cub Swanson versus Andre Feely. Okay. And then we start to take a tumble, AK. Khalil Roundtree is 33 years old, has 18 fights now, and wants a main event against someone ranked above him. There's a primarily kickboxing-based fighter, not booked, who is main event caliber, it could skyrocket Roundtree into title contention with a win. Don't say it. <laughs> that man is Magomed and Goliath. Mm-hmm. It just hurts my soul when we take journeys, and I have it, and I am guilty of this as well. I have taken us on long descriptive journeys and then landed 
and a big soft pile of steaming doo doo, uh-huh. just like you did there. Because Mahakam Hank Alive is booked. He's fighting Johnny Walker in Abu Dhabi <sighs> UFC 294. Come on now. I thought for a second, I got actually more scared. I thought you were going to say like he's going to throw out like Dustin Jacoby and like they just fought like. Oh no no, no no no! That's what I thought. I thought I thought this. This, they, they, they thought they had the stunning revelation that he should fight just Dustin Jacoby and I was ready to go like uh, that almost just happened I mean that was the fight before this one uh, yes Ankle Live though also bad uh, just stinky yeah stinky. love you Ryan love, yeah. love you Robbie uh, Yasmin Lucindo versus Karolina Kovalkiewicz okay we're, we're starting to we're starting to to grasp our way out of the doo-doo we're leveling the plane and then it starts to rain AK on top of the doo-doo <laughs> and we get AJ Dobson versus Deron Wynn, who is no longer on the UFC roster. That is like that. That look, there are certain releases where we're like, okay, maybe you didn't know. I think everybody knew about this one because Deron was supposed to fight, and then he had the like the fainting spell, and then he got cut like a week later. So this is mm-hmm. a very public thing. Uh, so he is out of the UFC, okay. and we follow it up. I will say, but before. The- oh, before oh, we get to more defend this, okay, a little bit. I will say my big one for people. For getting someone's release is if they have fought outside their organization, like already, like if they have already gotten a fight outside the organization since they got released. That's when I get really like, oh, how did people not know about this? Uh, oh, Mike is rubbing his hands together. You can't uh, think he's rubbing his. Go ahead, Mike. If, Go if, ahead. If, okay, well, if that if that didn't if that didn't oh, this is good. if that didn't check off the box for you, Josh Friend versus Kyle Dawkins. Kyle Dawkins also no longer in the UFC has already had a fight out of the UFC and is booked again out of the UFC in oh. September for CFFC. I swear we did not plan that. I swear we did not. I did not. I did not mean to cue that up, <laughs> Robbie Ryan. I apologize. I did not mean to cue that up for Mike. That is not. I had not no idea where that was oh, heading. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean that. That's wow. just. That's just super doo doo. Uh, but look, I, I, we've all been there. Uh, the wild card. This is actually a good question. We'll try to we'll, we'll try to even this out, AK. And I know you're, what you're going to say, and I still hate it. Again, even though there was like a moment where I was kind of okay with it. Can we get Terrence McKinney versus Patty Pimblett now, or does McKinney need another good win? I'm not going to defend it. We all know the Patty Pimblett matchup. I want. And it's not Terrence McKinney. <laughs> It's a T. Another get name with the T. It's please don't make that fight. I won't. I'm not. I didn't say anything. Does it start with the T and end in Oni Ferguson? It doesn't. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but seriously though, could could this uh-huh. fight happen now? Could this win get him the Patty fight? Like Mike, Mike Breeden. I like Mike's tough dude, but he's not UFC caliber. He's just not. Oh, and three now. Yeah, we knew this fight. We knew he was going to get finished in the first round. Just a matter of if he was going to get knocked out or if he was going to get submitted. It, it, this is an overwhelming just one-sided beat down this fight was not competitive even for a half a second um could the patty fight happen now like do people would people care right now or does he need like another two win or two before people really get back into it uh T- terrence didn't mention i haven't seen any post-fight columns from terrence I, I, I he didn't mention it again did he no he I, said i'll fight in boston dc was like oh that boston's next week and he goes oh maybe maybe next month i'll fight <laughs> Which was hilarious. That was very good. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't want to say the ship has sailed on that, but Terrence has got his own sort of weird journey he's on now where he's – I applaud him for trying to get in there as much as possible for accepting fights with anyone. I don't think – I think the fight was Sadikov. Was that scheduled? No one was replacing anybody? He He's had such a weird – like I feel like him and his management – I don't know. Um, he has a manager, right? 
Yeah, the great Orn Hodak is his the great Orn Hodak. I feel like they they don't have a plan, and and I understand he's a super exciting guy. You just want to kind of get him as many appearances in the UFC as possible, get bonuses, get to the next contract. Um, but he's on such a weird arc uh, as far as fighting guys with name value, without name value, guys looking to make a name off of him, and he brings the excitement every time. I mean, no decisions yet in his career. I was gonna say in the UFC ever. This is not going to the scorecards, but I do wish there was a little, some sort of focus as far as like where where can Terrence go? Because I still feel like he could be like a top fifteen guy, um, but he's just got these weird, weird, weird matchups. So I don't think Patty fits into what they should be doing with him. But again, I don't know what they think he should be doing. So it's possible. I think it's unlikely right now. Yeah, it's if Patty was like on a two fight skid and wasn't as durable as he is. And they're really trying to like push McKinney, then I would I would think about it, but mm-hmm. I just feel like that's I'm not saying McKinney couldn't win, but if McKinney doesn't get him out of there in the first round, it's gonna be a bad night for him. Like yeah. Patty will probably tackle him and 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 win the fight. So sure. and, and and I don't know if it makes sense for Patty at this point because no. McKinney is so dangerous and he he's lost a bit of luster because of getting knocked out or knocked out and then submitted in his past couple of fights. Uh, I don't know what Patty gains from that fighting other than a guy who's little. gonna like build the fight up do a good job building up the fight but i i don't think patty gains from that anymore matt frivola is a ranked lightweight right now and mm. matt wants that fight badly and patty has a- acknowledged that he wants that fight too and that it would be a really good one so it seems like that's the direction they'll probably go it all probably depends on when patty wants to come back but you have to assume that matt frivola is probably gonna fight at msg against somebody so maybe we don't get it right away but i kind of feel like that's the direction they're gonna go but uh, Robbie Ryan, thank you for the, thank you for the picks, Robbie yes, Ryan. Yes, we appreciate you. Please don't be mad at me, but look, <laughs> it's all love. But it it's is all love. all love. But we can do better than this. Go ahead, AK. <laughs> oh, that was all. That's it. That's all. Okay, I got. great. Well, a lot of doo doo. Yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some of them sent to both of us. So I'll skip over those. Uh, Eugene Krabs, just one suggestion: Chris Dacus versus Ngannou in PFL after the UFC cuts him. Harsh. Uh, secondly, I don't uh, like. One, that's not going to happen. I don't think Chris Dacus has that that kind of name. And also, I, I we kind of touched upon earlier, we don't need to go over it again. Chris Dacus at light heavyweight is not like a mistake. It's not like the worst thing. He just got sent in there with another knockout artist. Uh, one, again, I think he could have beaten Khalil Roundtree, but we saw the worst case scenario play out. And it they could have avoided that. And they can avoid that with his next matchup. If the UFC gives him another chance, which is no guarantees, by the way, this is four straight losses now. Only one at light heavyweight, but it is four straight, um, all by knockout. I could see them cutting ties. But even should he get cut by the UFC, I'd like to see him back on the regional scene, maybe back in CFFC with his brother. Stick at light heavyweight. Don't give up on that. I think there's promise there. And then we could see him back in the UFC in the future. He's 33. That's not old for a heavyweight uh, or even a light heavyweight, I'd just say. So, um Chris Dacus, if, if, you know, if this is his last fight in the OC for now, uh, you know, don't jump into anything crazy. And uh, the PFL talk is, uh, he doesn't need to do that. Um, Seattle Drew. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Terrence McKinney, Trevor Peak. See, this I like. This I like. Uh, I get it. That's insanely fun. Trevor has a lot more to gain from that win than Terrence. I understand. But I'm selfish and I want to see that fight. I think that's awesome. I think Terrence would win that fight, though. <laughs> I think so too. I think he's better than Trevor. But that's Peek. incredibly fun, fun. That'd be yeah. an incredibly fun, like three and a half there. minutes. That'd right, be so fun. I'm in. I love I'm in it. on that. Uh, McGee and Victor Henry. Sure, a bit of an experience uh, uh, gap. Uh, uh. Oh, whoa! Victor Henry's booked. I believe so. Uh, Javid Basharat, I believe, was the name. 
Oh, I feel like I looked this up. Why did I? Oh, Javid. Yes, I knew Farid. They're both booked, I think, right? Oh, they're yes, both they're booked, both booked yeah. on the same card. No, not in the same card. Not on the same card. Same month, I think. Uh, September twenty third. He's fighting Javid Basharat. He is okay. Well, uh, Seattle True. I didn't check that. So it's on Tapology. It's on Tapology. It's on MMAfighting.com. Uh, it hasn't made the roundup. Not yet. yet. Yeah. Well, yes, we have to do a big roundup eventually up soon. Uh, I. It's it's a little doo ish but it's not like the worst thing. You like I said, there's there's degrees to this, Mike. There's degrees. Okay. Fair. Uh, Francesco, our big Italian fan. So oh. see if there's anything we haven't seen. Swanson versus Barbosa, win or lose? Uh, Bar- uh, against um, he's fighting Caceres. No, 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 he's fighting Frank Caceres. He's fighting. Who's he is fighting, fighting Caceres, isn't he? He is fighting Caceres. Oh no, no, Caceres, no, 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 no. Caceres is fighting Giga Chikadze. Giga. Okay. Who's Barbosa fighting? He is booked. No, he's not booked. I thought he was. He is. He is. I looked this up too, and now I'm he's trying to remember Sadiq why. I... Yes, finally, that's right. Um, that was my second pick for Swanson was Barbosa at some point, but I think if Barbosa wins. I wonder if he'll want to try and get a ranked opponent again. But I do like that matchup. I have no problem with it. And I like the suggestion, win or lose, he fights Swanson. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Lucindo Belbita. Dobson Gore, I like the idea of it, but Gore tore his wrist, uh, wrist ligament. And that's why he pulled out of his most recent fight. Anytime we're dealing with ligaments, it could be six months. It could be closer to a year. We don't know. Trish, of course, had some bad luck. So uh, I like the, ma- the matchup. makes a lot of sense. And that would have been my number one pick if Gore had not been injured. So um, no no big deal there. He's with me on Budai Tabora. And McKinney, uh, Hoffa Garcia. Hoffa Garcia is still in the UFC? This is a tricky this is a tricky one for me. I believe um, he is. He just beat Clay Guida. Okay. Yeah, April. he's in. Who am I getting confused with? Who's the guy Who's the guy who fought Drew Dober and did all the crazy stuff? Who's, who was that guy? Hoffa, Hoffa uh, Alves? Garcia? Did I just make that up? Did, was oh, that, yeah. It's uh, Alves. It's Alves. Okay, he Rafael might be sure. I, I love that guy. I, I don't remember if we confirmed him getting Isn't that the dude off, who had the biggest weight miss in UFC history? There was a reason. Yes, there was extenuating circumstances with his family and things going on. So I, I, I have forgiven him. I have forgiven him long ago for that. But uh, yeah, I love that fight. You know? All right. Uh, German, Luke Shavkat. That is not going to happen. And Luke should not pursue that matchup. Oh. Oh, does this make sense now? Actually, so, you know what? Actually, Luke what? should pursue that matchup. You think so? Dude, if he wants to fight, if if he wants a top five kind of a fight, that's the one. I know they. I think they sort of train together as well. But and that's the weird thing about like Luke is that Usman's out, Gilbert Burns is out, Gary might be out, and Shavkat might be out. Like these are all Killcliffe guys, or at least people who are somewhat part of the squad. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. Like, how are you gonna? But. Dude, if, if if that's just like a, when Shafkot's in town, he trains here kind of a thing, I would have just went for that one. Just go for it. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be I mean, a I slow res- rise for yeah. him. But if he beat Shafkot, dude, yeah. if he went out there and beat Shafkot, yeah. holy smokes. I don't think he, I don't know. I, I I don't Maybe I've given up on Luke too too easily. I was wrong about this fight, that's for sure. I picked RDA and I was super wrong. Um, German, his other pick I like. You know, Mike, uh, what is this? Seven years ago, there was a fight that Cub Swanson had that uh, I think now is in the UFC Hall of Fame. Ooh. Now, the gentleman who he fought in that fight, Duho Choi, has not been in a great run of form. Uh, he actually hasn't won a fight since July 2016 uh, after losing to Cub at UFC 206, which got him on this big losing streak. And I think he went to do military duty, military duty in South Korea as well. Run it back. 
Garvin is saying, it, you know, why not just do this fight again now? Wow. And in my mind, I'm trying to think, is this the first time a fight has been inducted into the Hall of Fame and then uh, had the rematch later? I would have to think so, because usually it takes a long time to, for a fight to get into the Hall of Fame by then one or both fighters are retired. I I really like that idea. That's kind of cool. And That's kind of like, cool. I mean, his last three losses are to Cub in 2016, Jeremy Stevens, and Charles mm-hmm. Jordan. And then he yeah. fought Kyle Nelson to a draw. Yeah. I have... Boy. That might be the best pick of the car. That might be the best pick of the show. That's interesting. He's 32 now. The Korean, the Korean Superboy is a Korean Superman now. Boy, I love that idea. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. That'd be very... I, 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 that's outside the box and I like it and that's why I think the UFC won't do it incredible uh, Barry O'Reilly <laughs> hopefully by the time you get this Celtic will have secured another W of course they did of course they did Luana Santos Ivana Petrovic uh, another Budai Alexander Romanov suggestion Terrence McKinney Claudio Poyas Poyas needs to redeem himself by showing he can beat a good stand-up guy whether by striking or successfully taking him down which he found difficult last time out a different test for McKinney, who has shown some skills on ground, but also many mistakes. I like this fight, as the threat of McKinney taking a lot of damage is low. I agree, and that's definitely getting finished before round three. So that's a cool fight. Mm. Yasmin listened to Lomaluk Boonmi. There you go, Mike. People are talking Let's about go. It. Oh, here's interesting. Oh, he also recommends Cub Swanson do a Troy too. So there you go. Uh, Khalil Roundtree versus Jan Blakovic. A step back for the former champ, but such is the division that at the moment he is nowhere near a title shot, but a win or two gets him back in title contention. Uh, Roundtree Jr. is on a great streak, deserves a step up against someone very well-rounded. He's also not that young, so no need to slow roll him. This is true. I don't think that matchup gets made, but the logic isn't, like, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Henderson also likes Roundtree versus Blockovitz and also likes Cub versus Nate the Train. Good fight for any peer view. Maybe worthy Hall of Fame retirement fight for Cub, too, if need did. Uh, let's go to the emails here. Tristan Gordet. Jacqueline Amorim versus Victoria Dudakova. Uh, Terrence McKinney versus Chase Hooper. I don't think that makes sense for either guy right now. Uh, that's that's a weird one. But I, I like the idea. I just like the idea of getting put in my head. I just don't see why they would do that right now. Uh, Ger- Gerard Biagin. How come? Uh, oh, oh, he's, he he reached Gerard. I, I'm sorry, Mike. I took one of your listeners because you were on vacation. So now I think Gerard is mine. Now it's all good. It's all uh, good. <laughs> Gerard, you can message either of us. It's all good in the hood. Uh, Terrence McKinney, Mark Chikasi, maybe Jasmine Lucindo, Corey McKenna. I actually saw a few of those. Khalil Roundtree, Uzdemir Guskov, winner. Who's Guskov? That's is that, who is that? Is that a real fight? Is that a real person? Is that real? Volkan Uzdemir is fighting Bogdan Guskov. Mike, what do you know about uh, Bogdan Guskov? That his name is Bogdan Guskov. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, this is my first hearing of this human being and of this fight. So uh, if this fight happens, Gerard, you got me. That's a great That's a great matchup. Uh, RDA versus Poirier 170. I think we've mentioned this a bunch of times before. It's making a lot of sense. Uh, you got Marcus too, right? You read Marcus, right? No, I didn't actually. What? Marcus, are you not messaging both of us anymore? He also likes Luke Shavkat, Swanson, Nathaniel Wood. Uh, nothing nothing really new here. Marcus McGee, Douglas Silva, DeAndre. And we'll end with Tino Alvarez. Just making it in the cut. Uh, Luana Santos, Teresa Bleda. Uh, Damone Blackshear versus Mario Bautista, UFC Boston. He said he is ready. I mean, 
if he's healthy enough and you're Demond, you jump on that opportunity. Sure, one hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if that that makes a lot of sense for him. Budai, uh, Marco Sajer, Delima, sure. But listen, Delima's just do not, not do Martin Budai versus Derek Lewis, please. For the no, love of not God, do, that. Not do, do that. not do that. No, we're getting Lewis Jairzinho. We're getting Lewis Jairzinho. Uh, Terrence McKinney, Jared Gordon. Why does this sound weird in my head? It was uh, booked, or they're friends, or I'm just trying to. No, it's the patty, probably the patty. All the patty t- talk, tie. right? It's all, it's all, it's all blurring in my head. Um, AJ Dobson, Dusko Dodorovic, sure. Okay. We're going, if we want to keep things, AJ Dobson, want to make him a sleeper, middleweighty, middleweight uh, title contender? Yeah, sure. Yasmin Lucindo, Molly McCann, they don't want to do that to Molly. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cubs wants an Andre Feely, Vicente Luque, Jack Maldana, Della Madalena. Next year, if Jack gets past whoever he ends up fighting on the September card, that fight sure. rules. Okay. We all want to see it, uh, yeah. and it makes a lot of sense. But I do think Jack has, like they said, Jack probably has something lined up next. It'll happen. It'll happen. Good. A little bit of doo doo, Mike. But I think we waited through it. Yeah, I think we waded through the doo doo. We got some very very strong picks. We learned. We learned lessons today. Yes, we learned most lessons. Most importantly. So yes, and that's what it's all about. Real quick, AK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk. Obviously, next week we'll be live. Because it's a pay per view, um, it's gonna be a very busy week for your pal Mike. Uh, but we will do a live show next week. My flight leaving New York after the watch party is not till like late afternoon, so we can make this happen. We found out on the broadcast yes last night that Cody Garbrand is out of UFC 292, and Mario Batista is fighting the dreaded TBD. Demon Blackshear has thrown his name in the hat. Some others have thrown their name in the hat. DMB, you might say. Ooh. DMB stepping in for TBD. Where do you think they go with this? Oh, who do I think they signed to fight Mario Bautista? There's an obvious one. Like it's it's I didn't even think of it, but it's just so easy and so no brainerish at this point. I am drawing a blank. Hit me hit me with the obvious. It's Randy Costa. Bring him back. He's in Massachusetts right now. You have no well, I'm not gonna say you have no Massachusetts representation because we don't know. We don't know. Maybe Rico DeShulo gets the job done <laughs> on the ultimate fighter. <laughs> on Tuesday and earns his spot into the finale against Brad Katona, right? He'll fight Brad Katona? Uh, you are correct, sir. Yes. So we might have one. But if he doesn't win that fight, and we have no Boston representation on this card, just give Randall a call. Give good old Randy a, a buzz. Like, just do it at 140. Do it at 140. Did you see his that. tweet? Did you see his tweet from this morning? Yes, that's what. That's why I'm oh, saying okay. it. That's he what said, I'm saying. I, I, Randy Costa says, I check my calendar. I'm literally wide the F open next Saturday, and I'm already in Massachusetts. I'm just saying. Let's do it. That sure. seems great to me. That seems sure. like a perfect idea. Cody Garbrandt, man. Just bad luck all around. Maybe just retire. Hey, Kay. Is that a mean thing to say? For his own good. The body is not cooperating. And it's happened to many great athletes, Cody. So there's no shame in it. There's no shame in in tapping out um, because he put a lot of wear and tear on his body early on, both in the cage and in the training room. I'm sure even more in the training room. And these injuries keep... It's like spinal problems. We always talk about spinal back problems. They don't get better. Yeah. But those things, that they just get worse, right? I mean... Yeah, this is... I mean, this is you caring. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I hope Kate, I hope Cody's all right. But UFC 292, even despite some of the hits that this card has taken, is still really interesting. We got Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. 
Jed Mishu is, I'm just giving you a prediction. Jed Mishu is going to prance around on every single show and pick Sean O'Malley. So get ready for that. We got John Wei Lee versus Amanda Lemos, which I think is oddly interesting because I was getting texts last night from my friends in Massachusetts saying, oh, John Wei Lee is defending her title next Saturday in Boston. And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, it's the first I've heard about it. <laughs> so that's happening as well. Uh, Zhang Wei Li loves Boston. Boston loves Zhang Wei Li. So there you go. Marlon Vera, Pedro Munoz, big fight in this division, especially for Marlon Vera. If Sean O'Malley wins the title, Marlon Vera might just find himself in a title shot. Ian Machado Gary getting the Neil fight, not the, not the one he was originally getting, but the one he actually wanted. Ian Machado Gary versus Neil Magny. We got He's Gar- getting the better of two Neils. Neil did defeat Jeff Neil, I believe, when they fought. And we said he was, yes, he did. So he is the superior Neil. Neil. Yeah. Gerald Mearshart, Andre Petrosky. The return of Chris Weidman against Brad Tavares. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Chris. I kind of hope that just gets bumped to the main card. That needs to be the main card opener. I'm sorry. Oh, is that currently? Are we currently expecting that to be in the fight? Yeah, wow. Mario Batista, Cody Garbrandt got the main card bumped. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they change that around. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez, Dennis Tullian. That that fight is not getting out of the first round. We got Marina Morose, Karine Silva. Speaking of flyweight. And Andrea Lee versus Natty Ice. Boom. Those Silva mania, really good fights. Silva really mania fights. is happening. Is running wild in Massachusetts. Uh, we got Mara Batista versus somebody potentially. Kurt Hollibo, Austin Hubbard to crown the lightweight ultimate fighter, and then we Damn got right. if, and then Brad Katona versus TBD, Rico Chulo, Chulo, or uh, oh, I'm embarrassed right now. Uh, wow. Oh, I thought you were about to say it and save me. <laughs> I watched one episode of Tough, and it was the Rico DeShulo one. You watched two episodes of Tough, sir, because I made you while I do while I was on vacation. That's true. I did watch two. One was really <laughs> not great. Katona. Oh no, I got the Jason Knight episode, so that was fun. And, and you I got, got the Rico. I got two decent ones. You and got the Rico I did watch, episode. I did watch the Kurt Hollibo Jason Knight fight. Just the fight, though. Last week. And uh, it was Cody awesome. Gibson. Sorry, Cody, Cody Gibson. Yes. Cody Gibson and uh, Rico DeShula. Yes, the Jason. For, if anyone has not seen the Kurt Hollibaugh Jason Knight fight, it is unbelievable. I am telling that might make my top five fights of the year. When the, it is, it is so good and so grotesque because it's completely silent in the apex, and you're just hearing gloves and knuckles slapping against faces, and it is, uh, it's it, it is an experience. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so yes. Uh, by the way, from now for the rest of the week, I'll, I'll bring this up at our next editorial meeting, Mike. We are calling uh, next weekend's this Saturday's card, I should say, uh, the Ultimate Fighter Thirty One finale, right? <laughs> Not just people hashtag hash. Let's get this going, okay? Hashtag Tough Thirty One finale. What Forget if we hashtag UFC Two Ninety Two? Whatever. But what if we just what if we just deemed the early prelims the tough finale? Like, like AEW has the buy-in, and sure. then they have all or it. Bellator. Bellator, when they do that weird, like, this is Bellator Europe, and then on top of it, or sorry. Ooh, and then, see, that's and a top, great like idea. Bellator 275. Like, what? That makes no sense. Okay. Uh, How about that? No. No. Just the whole thing, just the <laughs> nope. whole thing is, is the Tough 31 finale. <laughs> we all know what the real main event is, and it's happening before, <laughs> like, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Will one of your wild cards be the Tough Fighters from you, the Tough Fighters? It will take a lot for it not to be. I will do both of them. Oh, I will do both of them. 
Make sure you tune in. And it won't live. be hard because it's probably going to be two veterans, if we're being honest. It's not like it's two actual newcomers. It's probably two guys who have already fought the UFC before, so it'll just be like matching up normal UFC fighters. How dare you? Maybe 36-year-old prospect Rico DeShulo will, will end up in the UFC. He might. He, he might. might. He shocked me. He beat Hunter Azure. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll discuss all of that. The fallout of UFC 292 or... The Tough 31 finale. Thank you. Live next week on On to the Next One. Probably go at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. So get your rest this week. I will be heading out to Boston on Tuesday. We'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I will fly out from Boston to New York first thing Saturday morning so I can join my man GC in the uh, in the Helwani Studios for the UFC 292 watch party, which should be a lot of fun. So... Thank you all very much. Appreciate all the submitters. Appreciate all the submissions. Appreciate all the love and support as always. Back next week here for a live edition of On to the Next One. And always remember the golden rule, everybody. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we always have fun here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.